special program in living color on NBC. Let's take a little peek into the future. You're seated by your radio and... Well, time for the news. Say, Mary, will you turn on the radio, please? Of course. This is a Spud Goodman Show. That's funny. That button always did get that station. Well, that may be what's in store for you after midnight this Saturday. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. And now, to start things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man. From the bowels of NWCZ Studio, ladies and gentlemen, let's get Ready to rumble! Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world. Why, Webb? It's Spud Goodman! Greetings. I am Spud Goodman. Thank you for dropping by and spending a moment of your time with us. I know how busy everybody is these days, and even I don't have the time to listen to my own show every week. I mean, with all the good TV shows on cable, it's a tough call for, you know, me too. So if you're visiting for the first time or, or a regular listener, I owe you for checking in tonight. All right? That is messed up, yo. So with me, as always, is my longtime co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter. Uh, uh, Spud, aren't you going to say what our producer told us to say all through the show? This is our one-year anniversary for this new internet nah. radio show thing. Nah. We're supposed to milk it for all it's worth, you know? People love anniversaries. Yeah, maybe their own, but not other people's. They have enough stuff to remember and worry about. Anniversaries are, I don't know, they just mean you're another year older. Yeah. Which I do acknowledge is better than the alternative, but it's much ado about nothing. Yes, we've been on the air now for one year with this radio show. whoop de yeah. doo We did our cable TV show for what? Seemed like decades. I mean, who really cares? And, and this is why I have been ordered to handle this on tonight's episode. Symbolism is pretty important to, a, well, at least me. I mean, yeah. Like last year was my ninth anniversary of first trying horseradish. Yeah. I hated it as okay, a kid. Okay. And next month will be my fourth year anniversary growing uh, since I began listening to death metal. It sort of grew on me. Next no, January. No, okay, okay, okay. What we need to do right now is get the show started. Because I was thinking we would... No, no, I think your issues with anniversaries have a lot to do with your fear of mortality, and that's a sad way to go through life, Yeah, I, I'm aware of this, okay, and good. I'm pretty sure it's not been a good thing in my relationships with women. So we can celebrate our first anniversary tonight? There's so much for us to reminisce about. Can you believe how fast this year has gone? No, I, I don't know about reminiscing, okay? But a couple stories, I, hated that I guess, too. won't hurt. Uh, do, do you have like a 15-second one before I get to some music? Well, remember when I thought I lost my phone the night we did our Christmas show? I was a wreck looking for it everywhere. And for like a minute, I even thought one of our interns swiped it because that's that was how they are. Really cold. But then I realized they wouldn't steal a, you know, no. a jitterbug, you know, because it's not a smartphone. I mean, I mean, they all have phones that can do things that NASA does now. Now look, I think. Can you finish this up later? Right now, we have what? some music for our listeners. Uh, this is a band that performed on our show at KTZZ in 1993, the Ronnie Cooper Experience, Ronnie Cooper. and this is their Nirvana medley tribute. Here it is. One, two, one, two, three. 
You know, we're very proud to be part of the Seattle scene, and we dig all the bands from Seattle. Soundgarden, Pearl Jammin', Alice and Jeans, but our favorite has got to be Kirk Cameron and Nirvana. Come as you are, as you were, as I want you to be, as a chick, as a dish, and I know you dig me. Okay, I thought we'd lead off tonight's list of uh, celebrity guests with someone who 
Just won't take any crap from anyone. Cool. This woman is one of my favorite stand-up <gasps> comedians. She is both fierce and fearless. And I was just glad that she liked us. I did not yeah. want to get on her bad side. Really? No, you don't. Here is Lisa Lampanelli. Lisa Lampanelli. Okay, um, this is something that I found quite interesting. Um, You did a show in Topeka, Kansas in 2011, and those lovely citizens from the Westboro Baptist Church picketed outside your performance, so you uh, pledged to donate a thousand bucks per demonstrator. Uh, How much did you end up writing a check for? I wrote a check for $50,000 out of my own pocket because guess what? I said, you know what? These a-holes are going to come out. Well, let them see that it hurts them more than it helps them. So they got to protest, but then the Gay Men's Health Crisis, which is my chosen charity, mm-hmm. got to get fifty grand to help people with HIV. So there you go, in your face, Westboro, and I got a nice tax write-off so everybody could suck it. All right, that's a win-win. Uh, best moment ever? Probably. All right, all right. Um, hey, as a woman in comedy, have you faced much sexism in your career? I would think anyone trying that angle with you wouldn't survive for very long. No, you're right, because I was never, you know, a good-looking chick who the guys wanted to stick one in. You know, it was always like, oh, you know, I can't even sleep my way to the top. So, no, I didn't get much sexism. Also, I I was always kind of guy-funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't do a lot of girl-type jokes. Mm-hmm. So, a guy-funny chick, kind of, I think men will accept more. So, yeah, I always had a pretty, I wouldn't say an easy time. Nobody has an easy time in any art form. But I think I've got none of the crap that, like, say, say a really hot woman would get. So, I, my funny-lookingness really helped me in the end, I think. Okay, super. Um, hey, you're now working on a one Tommy Chong. Hey, in my opinion, you are like a major trailblazer for a ton of comedians who followed in your wake because, you know, stoner humor was considered somewhat controversial uh, by middle America, correct? But drunken humor what? way back uh-huh. was considered copacetic with like Dean Martin, Foster Brooks, and Otis the Drunk on Andy Griffin's show, to name just a few. You know, they used booze for, you know, for, for laughs. But didn't this hypocrisy like bug the hell out of both of you? Uh, not really, no. It gave us a, a platform that no one else was using. Uh-huh. And I loved, the, I loved the way you said trailblazing, more like joint blazing. Okay, there you go. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I stand corrected on that one. Um, well, you guys were social satirists. That's a fact. And, and you seem to tweak America's, uh, I don't know, let's just put the silent majority maybe in the, in the 70s. Um, they, you know, they were just as twisted in my opinion, but they, I guess they did their stuff behind closed doors. But um, my, my, my question to you is... Um, what kind of pushback did you get from them, and how? I mean, what, was that something you expected? Uh, we, you know, it was weird uh, because what we did, uh, because we were both minorities, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, and I'm I'm like uh, Barack Obama, I'm half white, mm-hmm. so there was like half of me that that felt you know normal uh with the white people and then there was the other half that was chinese and then cheech was all mexican and so what we what we really did is that we presented two minorities as uh, you would present uh, normal white people and uh and and that sort of it, it even the playing field all the way around adam carolla What's your take on the Tea Party's updated mantra of give me liberty or give me death? Because mine is are like Japanese fire, you know, fighter pilots in World War II, except they're white and cranky. What do you think? Um, you know, it, the Tea Party is one of these things where I, I think most of their hearts are in the right places. Obviously, there's always the fringe 
you know, I, I'm not I'm not one of these people that says they're all nut jobs because they want smaller government and you know they they want to be able to, you know they they they, they want to be able to you know open a restaurant without pulling 700 permits. Like I'm I'm fine with that, but of course there's always the fringe that takes it too far. And any group, and any movement, on right. the right or on the left. Right. Well, go back to the restaurant. You got a restaurant in L.A. What's the name of it again? It's called the Malfi. There you go. I heard it's pretty good. Is it? Yeah. Well, what am I going to say? Yeah, you're, right. You're going to get botulism if you go in there. <laughs> I served that we without tea. Don't tell right. anybody. You got me there. All right. Well, uh, last question. Where do, where do you see terrestrial radio in five years when the when the industry apocalypse does come? Because no one is better positioned positioned than you, in my opinion. Oh, thank you. Um, you know, I don't know. I think if you have something interesting to say. And you'll then find an audience, and then there'll be a, there'll be a place for you to say it, and you will be compensated for saying it. I don't know if that'll be over the computer or the AM radio or the FM radio or the XM or the Sirius or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're a good show or you have a strong voice or whatever it is, I think we live in a pretty sane society where people will find you. But it is going to be. Uh, a meritocracy from from this point on. You're going to have to have something to say, otherwise, I'm not sure that you're going to have a job. Hey, check right meritocracy to meritocracy. We're going to have to earn it. All right, all right. Well, uh, I know you got to go here, so. Congressman Jim McDermott. Okay, well, hey, my mom and Cody Foster, who, who are in the studio with me right now, wanted me to ask you a question about the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare, as some call it. You know, they wanted to know if the death panels already have their names on a list right now. Who the heck is in charge of these death panels, Congressman? I mean, whoever, they must have a lot of power. <clears throat> well, your mother, unfortunately, has been subjected to one of the most uh, intense propaganda campaigns against the president's plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are no death panels. There never were any death panels. I told what her that. What we put in was some money into the bill when we passed it yes. so that your doctor could could be paid for the time he spent talking with people about what, they, what their final wishes are. Now, all of us know we're going to die someday. As Woody Allen said, nobody gets out of this alive. Really? Oh, boy, Spud, I am really glad we have congressmen like Jim McDermott. Now I can stop worrying about those death panels. My dad still keeps yeah, talking about it. It really freaked me out. Well, well, maybe he should resign from Bill O'Reilly's militia and change the damn channel. Yeah, 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 I mentioned it to him once that you can't believe everything you hear on Fox News, but he got mad and sent me to my room. Well, that's a small price to pay for speaking the truth. Did he say no dinner again and, like, no dessert, too? No, no, my mom always makes my dad back down, and she brings me a plate from dinner in my room. I... I really need to get my own apartment, Spud. Yeah, I think so. Hey, okay, next up we have something okay. from uh, my conversation with actor-comedian David Keckner. He's a great guy who's also extremely funny. Um, he was a little late in calling his son this particular show as, as he had to tuck in the last of his five kids. My dad hasn't tucked me in since my mid-20s. Not that I need him to, but it was a nice way to end the day. Well, let's just roll the segment, please. David Keckner. Oh, I remember those. I remember that time. Early 2000s, yeah. Okay. 90, um, I remember. 80s. Well, well, leading me to sure where about. I'm trying to go here, was there anything, that, you know, you've done a lot of cool things, but have you had to do anything that sucked, like maybe a commercial for Preparation H or being a Chuck Norris movie? Have you done anything that's been horrible? 
<laughs> Why don't you check out my resume? Okay. <laughs> We've all done things that are horrible. Your ju- then, then you make your judgment, because I'm not going to call anything horrible. I would hope there's redeeming value in anything you do. But sometimes you might be compelled to take a job because you need the money. I do have five kids, so oh, yes. daddy has got to earn. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've been in a couple pornos I'm not proud of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, hey, uh, so when bad, you played Todd, Todd Packer on The Office, did you get much fan mail from the male fans that were pissed you didn't credit them as inspiration behind the character? Because he was kind of like a major uh, douche. What'd you, what do you think? If there, was, if there was fan mail going to NBC, they never forwarded it to me. If, okay. there was, if there was Todd Packer fan mail, and that's interesting that you'd say that. I have not gotten Todd Packer fan mail personally, but I wonder if NBC got stuff addressed to Packer. It never came to me. Well, we're gonna, we might check that out on your behalf. Um, hey, as you continue to do stand-up comedy, do you still have to deal with occasionally bombing, or does, does your status, star status, excuse me, basically insulate you from the highs and lows of stand-up. Here's where I'm getting at with this. Because, you yeah. know, is it for you, is it like going up against the Washington Generals every night? I mean, is there still a risk of failure? Because that's what I find uh, exciting about stand-up comedy. There's that chance of bombing. Well, I guess. But to me, I've, I've been doing live entertainment for 25 years. So yeah. I feel like I have, can weather whatever storm comes my way. I haven't run into a situation where the act doesn't work. But if it's not working, I would hope that I could just throw it all away and go, okay, folks, let's find some common ground. We're not leaving till people laugh. All right. You got to try to throw it a curveball. Bill Engvall. Um, you've been in the comedy business for quite a while. You were named Comedian of the Year in 1992, so you would clearly be an expert in the field. What's tougher, uh, making people laugh or reverse engineering a pair of Google Glasses? Because I say making people laugh is because these days they have so many options and the bar's raised pretty high. I'd have to agree with you on that. Uh, and also, if you don't know how to do it, you can just Google how to reverse Google Glass. I, by the way, what is a Google Glass? I mean, it's like at what point do we... Have we stopped being human beings and and becoming these uh, these robots? I, I swear to you, I look at some of this stuff. I, the other day, I watched a guy literally walk into a stop sign because he was looking at his phone. I never, I, I nearly wet my pants. I was laughing so hard, and he he looked at me like you're a jerk. I go, you're the idiot who just walked into the stop sign. Well, I have a dribble glass. Do, do you uh, do you you live in L.A. right or do you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I bet, I'm thinking maybe down Melrose and stuff, there might be a few of those Google Glasses coming around. I'm just curious. We don't have it much in our area, so. I'm, listen, <laughs> I'm such a fish out of water in L.A. I mean, there's, there's, there's things that go on there that I find myself just going, well, why would you do that? You know, it's like, it, that's why I love coming up to Washington, because they're, they're just great people. And it's funny, I'm originally from Texas. And you would think that the, my biggest draw would be down from, you know, fans from down in Texas, but it's actually there in the Northwest. Really? All right, super. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I, other than the fact that I guess that we're all rednecks and we, we kind of all think alike, I, I guess that's the only thing I can, I can draw. But I love coming up there. And you guys just legalized pot, right? Um, actually, officially this week. Yes, that is correct. We. Yeah, yeah. That's off the record, though. Game, will, it, will it be there? Will it be for sale by the time I get there? Um, actually, it will be. It will definitely be by the time you get here. But that, again, that's off the record. We're not really, we're not really spreading the word to other states. So there's enough. The supply is supposed to be low, so we don't really want people from like Oklahoma or Montana to be flowing into the state for a while. So no, no, no. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll just keep it on the down low. That you know. But all right, super. Um, hey, do you think audiences prefer someone who's kind of Kevin Nealon. 
Raccoon either right now. I mean, we're pussies. Let's just be honest. I, I, right? I, we I, are, but yeah. you know what? Spud, when I came on Saturday Night Live, everybody was kind of uh, pretty responsible. You know, a few people had families. Um, Phil Hartman was married. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis Miller, I think, uh, was about to get married. And um, nobody was like a drug user. Um, and nobody had like, you know, big alcohol problems. Huh. Maybe we should be responsible, Spud. Maybe we should. All right. Um, yeah, right. Right. But, you know, when Chris Farley came on, he was kind of talking, you know, he was starting to head that direction. And uh, and he, he loved Jim, um, John Belushi so much. He just wanted to emulate him, which mm-hmm. he pretty much did right to the year he died, you know. And uh, I told him once, I said, you know, you know, you don't have to be doing a lot of drugs and, and right. getting wasted. You know, like John Belushi. He goes, yeah, but he, he did a lot of drugs. He was funny. I said, yeah, but you could probably be a lot funnier if you weren't doing drugs, you know? I think we're, really? <laughs> Miss him. And it just, yeah, he, yeah, that's a really tragic story, actually. Uh, very tragic. Yeah, he was he was a real good talent and a nice guy. Yes. Uh, just kind of things got away from him, you know? Yep. Um, hey, you know how some people assume actors are really like who they play on TV? Well, well regarding the role of Doug Wilson you played on Weeds, I got to give you a heads up. When you touch down at SeaTac Airport here, you're going to feel the love immediately. Uh, you can rest assured you won't be in like hostile territory, say like South Carolina or Mississippi. You're going to love Texas. touching down here. Well, I can tell you that was not a role. That was not a character I played in that TV show. That was actually me. Oh, so yeah. it's very easy. See, I told you. You know what I, I mean? That's right. <laughs> All right. Huh? No. no, it was actually fun playing that uh, the role of Doug Wilson on Weeds because um, it was such a uh, 180 degrees for me. You know, I'm not a pot smoker. No, I know. You know, I'm kind of responsible, and um, and but it was it was fun to live vicariously through that character, where you just be a big screw up and you know not not think about anybody else. You know, just where I come first. Right. Super. Hey. Uh... Now, after the interview with Kevin Nealon was over, he asked me if I knew a good place where I could find a decent yeah, burger in Seattle. And I told him about the McDonald's downtown by Nordstrom. <laughs> I guess I could have given the name of some other place, but you can't beat consistency, Spud, I, I just, every time. I just can't believe you told him that. But anyway, good. right now, we need to take a very brief break, and we're going to be right back with our musical guest for tonight. Don't go away. This is the Spud Goodman Show. <laughs> Looks just like the real thing. So with a little figure sitting on your knee, you naturally want him to speak in a different voice from your own, don't you? Well, sure. But how do I learn to change my voice? Well, actually, you have two choices. Two? Yes, Danny. You and our student listening to this record have two choices. Two types of voice that you can choose to make your little figure sound different. What are they, Nelson? Well, the first one is the falsetto voice. Never heard of it. For a genuine musical treat... Tune in to the, the Spud Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. All right, please welcome to the show a band uh, that is kicking up a bit of a buzz here in the Northwest right now, the Hollers. Uh, greetings, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. Happy to be here, man. Super. Um, now, for the benefit, I guess, of historians, what is the official birth date of the band? Man, we started, I think our first show was in, what? August 4th, 1922. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, we, uh, we've been a band together for six months. So oh. about, yeah. A newborn, about February, I like that. Yeah, February. Right. Um, was it a Yeah. Okay, super. <laughs> um, now, now, you guys are all in your mid-20s, correct? That's correct. So you're old enough to have an opinion on the ongoing saga of uh, Detective John McClain. As the first one was like made, I think it came out in like 88. So out of the five, what is your favorite Die Hard movie? There's a lot. I know it's a tough call. Die Hard 3 with a Vengeance, absolutely. Okay. All right. Three. 
Okay, gentlemen, uh, there's two more votes coming yeah, in. I agree with Frank on every subject. I've never watched Die Hard before. Right. That won't be hold against you. Okay, well, moving on, though. What is the band's least favorite condiment? I, uh, I'm calling out mayonnaise. I'm a, a Miracle Whip man myself, but what about you guys? Let's see. Bad. The, uh, relish. Bro- broken condiment? I oh. hate relish. Yeah, relish. Yeah. Relish? All right. Okay, super. Um, if and when you guys play on SNL, Letterman, or Kimmel, um, what will be the, the top must-have item for your dressing room rider on the episode? Because, you know, I... I Bullet yeah. rye whiskey. Honey. Green M&M's. Yeah, green M&M's. No, I, I would go for the pretzel donuts, but, you know, with oh. the sprinkles, but whatever. D- okay. I'm into All that. Right. All right, super. So let's talk about the first song you're going to do and, and uh, tell us a bit about it. And, uh, okay. Well, we just kind of switched things up. Um, our drummer is, uh, is actually auditioning for The Voice right now with Simon Cowell, and uh, he wasn't able to make it. So I'm, uh, I'm going to change it up, do a little solo thing, and then we'll kick it into uh, some of the rock songs without drums. So. All right, super. Let's do it. Cool. situations unique They leave love we hardly speak Back then we'd drink a little wine and dance in the living room Waste time cause there's nothing else to do Feel fine Hope that you wanted to I'll be where we used to walk 
This is the Spud Goodman Show. Don't touch that mouse. Spud and Chick will be right back after this brief intermission. is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Spud, they're saying your mom is on the phone. Yeah. She wants to wish us a happy anniversary. You should probably take this. Well, what choice do I have? I'm live oh. on the air, and I'm going to blow off my mother? I, I remember what happened when Alec Baldwin's voicemail to his kid went viral. Right. People are ready to pounce on public figures like us in the spotlight who treat their family like garbage. So I guess you're going to have to put her through. Hello, Ms. Goodman. Have you baked any more Rice Krispie treats this week? I asked Bud if he had any of your amazing treats left, and he said something about you taking a break from baking during the heat this summer, and that makes me really sad. Nonsense! What? He told you that? Uh-huh. I just sent him take home a triple batch of my snickerdoodles last weekend. Wait. Did he share any with you? Wait, 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 what? No, he Mom, did Mom, not. Mom, I, I sort of ate all those cookies, okay? <gasps> It kind of uh, kind of happened late on Monday night. I, I, you know, I didn't realize they were all gone till the next morning. Just kind of got away from me, I guess. We can talk about this later. It's not that cool to be talking about my binging episodes on the show. Cookies. Bud, your eating disorder is something you really need to deal with. Are you still binging <sighs> too? I hope not. What a waste of great batch of cookies that would be. Oh, you know, Miss Goodman, if you made me my own batch of snickerdoodles, I promise I will never evacuate them immediately after swallowing them. <laughs> I don't have body Come issues on. like some people. You know, I think that problem first started when his preschool teacher mentioned he was a little chubby when we were enrolling him. Oh, He's wow. never been the same since. My God, wow. what? had to deal with when the family go out to dinner together each Friday night and this all-you-can-eat buffet yeah, restaurant. Yeah, okay, I remember it, Mother. in the bathroom for what seemed like an hour after every course he'd go down. Hey, I did not, not head to the bathroom after every plate. You know, it was mostly only after the starches and the desserts. I still got my money's worth at that place. So, uh, Spud, what sort of celebration are you having for tonight's anniversary show? We'll um, be after. Party. I well, can be there in no time no, at all. No. Oh, oh, will there be any hunky musicians there too? Like the band tonight? They sound really sexy. No, no. Are they all hotties? No, m- Mom, you're not going to be harassing this band. I- I'm not having an after party tonight. I'll call you later before I go to bed. Yeah, goodbye, Ms. Goodman. Don't forget about my batch of snickerdoodles, okay? Right now, chick. Yay! All right, bye, Mom. Now, where were we before that call? Okay, so, so Spud, can we tell another story now, you know, to tie into the anniversary show thing? Don't, don't, don't worry, we can make it quick. Whatever. I, I guess you could maybe... Okay, tell the story about when we drove Gilbert Gottfried to, to the Sonic uh-huh. Drive-In on 6th yeah. Ave when he was in town, when he was doing that comedy club. I, I think they had some special going on with curly fries or something. And as you know, huh, you know, you know how much Gilbert loves a good deal. And, and you know, I didn't mind paying for everyone's order that night, but you'd think he would have at least said thank you when I bought him those three extra orders of onion rings too. Yeah, well, I, I guess thank you for my stuff too. I may have spaced that. So Well, that's Dude. okay. That's what friends are for. Okay, well... 
we really don't have the time to get into the Gilbert story. They're telling me we're running out of time here. So uh, let's let's just segue to uh, some of the highlights from our Job of the Week segments that we do on this show for, from time to time for our younger listeners who are in search for maybe a possible vocation down the now, line. I wish I had tried to learn more about possible career choices when I was younger. I think I would have made a more informed decision. Cable TV and radio didn't exactly work out money-wise for us, huh? Uh, no, it did not. Let's roll the segment, please. It's time once again for the Job of the Week. Triple A relief pitcher Logan Bauckham. Yeah, they can't see that far anyway, unless they got binoculars. Um, hey, can you call in sick in your job? I, maybe a mental health day to re- recharge the batteries if you, if you, you know, if something goes wrong the day before. Um, no. I mean, pretty much you show up here every day, regardless if you're sick or not. And then if you're too sick to pitch, then, you know, you just sit in the dugout or sit in the bullpen and nurse your wounds or whatever you got going on. Hmm. If it's got to be better than being a third baseman, because that guy's got that coach right next to him all the time. He can't get away with anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, nope. i gotta got to ask you this. Do you think managers these days uh, go with the splits too much when figuring out the matchups and later innings? That affects your position as a relief pitcher. Because 30 years ago, they didn't have spreadsheets. I mean, if you were dealing, it didn't matter, left, right, versa, whatever. Or vice versa, whatever. Um, how, do you think they overanalyze? And you have a unique perspective as a relief pitcher. I mean, most coaches they know what they're doing, so I mean they're going to put you in the best chance, uh, the best scenario to succeed. So I mean, if that's facing a right, if you go right on right and stuff like that, most of the time, I mean, at the end of the day, it's baseball. So uh, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. So I mean, they try to set you up for the best chance to succeed, and sometimes it just doesn't have to play out the way it's supposed to. Oh, oh, oh! oh I, uh, do you? This do, is your only. Do, this is your. This is it. You better make this. Okay, count. okay, okay. I will. Listen. Do you do you sleep with your baseball glove? No, I don't. I'll leave it in the ballpark. <laughs> All right. Well, the season's over now. I'm just wondering. The job of the week, a locksmith. Okay. So what do people mostly need a locksmith for? Well, just mostly to change locks. We can from, you know, tenants moving or break-ins. Mm-hmm. Just typical stuff like that. There's probably a lot of break-ins. Okay. Lately, there has been, yes. Okay. So, uh, you're also dealing with safes. That's kind of a cool thing, having the name Corcoran's Ooh. Lock and Safe. So are you like a safe cracker? I used to do that, but right now I'm inside. One of my uh, sons does most of that now. Super. Uh, do you ever like watch movies like Ocean Eleven and uh, Now You See Me and stuff like that and see that the stories maybe aren't realistic? Uh, do, do you ever like, does that stuff bug you when you're watching films? No, I just think it's kind of humorous. Do you think people are able to actually crack a safe with just their brains and hands and no other tools of assistance? Oh, yes. There absolutely. There are some people that can do that, for yeah. sure. But don't you need a stethoscope? Not usually, no. So that's a TV. That more by, it's more by, more by feel. It's called manipulation. And could I ask you again off the record if you're one of those people? I used to be. I haven't done any outside work, like I said, in years. But you have actually done it with your brains and your hands, huh? Yes. Wow. Pretty cool. That's off the record. Go no further. The job of the week. An Arthur Murray dance instructor. I misunderstood what twerking was all about. Just pass on. How about a regular dance step? How long would that take us over the phone to do that, to learn that? A regular dance step? Yeah. Uh, I would probably say maybe a few minutes, depending on how you guys learn. Super. Now you're talking. Yeah. Um, Well, have at it. 
What do we All do? All right, cool. So some of the dances that are uh, really popular in social clubs would be swing, swing. Uh, and salsa. Right Those are both really popular. Salsa. Um, you know, salsa, I think that's what we need to learn because we're trying to broaden our horizons. We have a lot of listeners in Mexico. Right. And when we go down, we're going to visit, and we want to know how to dance. And hot, salsa hot, would, hot. Salsa would be good. How do you do it? All right, so uh, you're going to stand on your feet, right. obviously. Okay. You're going to take that. You're a leader, so you're going to be leading always with that left foot. No matter what you do, you're going to always foot. lead with the left foot. Left foot. Left foot. So that left foot, yeah, you're going to step on that left foot. You're going to put all your weight on that left foot. And then you're going to step back on the right foot. Okay. It's kind of like a rocking motion. Got it, so you're going to rock on the left foot, got rock it, on the right uh, foot, and it, then close your it. feet. Look out. Move. Okay, get. Yeah, yeah okay, got it. We're okay, okay. we're good. Okay, I All can right, do this. Not I done did. yet. Not done yet. There's, There's more? the second part. Uh, well, There's see. a little bit more. Uh, Just a little well, bit. That's going to So, uh, you step forward on that left foot, rock yeah. back on the right, and put your feet together. Then you pause. Then you take the right foot and step back. That sounds like the hokey pokey. The Are you talking foot. about the hokey pokey here? No, this is the salsa. The job of the wing, a pole dancing instructor. <laughs> How many calories can one burn uh, in a pole dancing class session? Depending on how intense it is, if you're just doing floor work, uh, like pirouette spins, like a ballerina, you're looking at about 250 to 300. If you're doing more of the gymnastics part where you're you up go. on the pole, you're looking at closer to 600 an hour. Then you could go out and you know, do what you normally do on a night, which is, you know, where, how many stops do you make at Taco Bell on Fridays and Saturdays? Well, more than one a night. Depends what I did that afternoon. Yeah, okay, super. Um, this is for you. Write this stuff down. I am. Um, so I see on your website website that you uh, also offer bachelorette and girls night out parties i take it guys are not invited to those correct they are not however we have done some um couples birthday parties where the husbands do participate so they have to come in in shorts and a t-shirt just like the girls and they have to do everything that the girls are going to do there's no watching allowed well kristen could i ask you and this is off the record but isn't that kind of a buzzkill for the women that are i mean this, this, that's not like what you really want to do right Oh no! It's 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 a it's a riot for the wives. They love to watch their husbands try to do what they can do. Oh, okay, all right, super. Um, I'm afraid. The job of the week: a tax preparer. Text of a business return or are, are, are fully addressed. Now, does the government really care about us little guys? I mean, why would they come after someone who makes what Spud and I do? Hey, what, what are you saying here? Huh? Are you taunting the IRS? No. And they have like listening devices everywhere, and probably tune in too. They're probably listening. Uh, does the name Edward Snowden ring a bell? Come on, have a clue. Some of us may not benefit from being hit with an audit right now. This cannot happen, so ixnay on the taunting the government, okay? Actually, you, you, you both probably face a very low risk of an audit. Did either of you uh, file a Schedule C with your return? Now, now, what is Schedule C again? If one of us said yes, would that go any further? I mean, I really didn't plan on divulging any personal stuff, you know, tax information tonight. Uh, not that I have anything to hide, because I don't. You know, I'm totally, I've had no, no issues with the IRS. So, so what happens if the IRS catches you, oh, I don't know, fudging a little bit? I mean, just the small stuff. Well, that, that might depend on which member of the audit unit was assigned to your case. I've found some employees of the IRS to be extremely cooperative, but but frankly, there are a number that I've worked with who were not real flexible with my clients. You know, 
it's mostly luck of the draw, really. So what's the worst penalty uh, one of your clients have been nailed with? Like, are we talking hard time? Big house. Prison? Prison? No. Oh, no. The IRS is about collecting monies it's owed. The job of the week. A fast food worker. Gas for my vest. Now, what is the one thing on the menu that you would recommend to anyone? Uh, probably the fries. They're good. Yes. But w- what about the trans fat? It will kill people, right? I, I guess they have to eat enough of it. And what are trans fats again? Don't order I don't, it. I don't really know, but I, it can kill you. I hope the regular cheeseburgers, fries, and a root beer don't have them, or I'm a god. So let me ask you this. How do you feel about the labor movement's efforts in this state to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour? I'm with that one. How about you? Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Maybe I could go to Fort University next year instead of community college. Yep. A bunch of the women who work with me are single moms, and I think they could really use it, too. Uh, well, I would think so, because like, if you had to pay rent, buy food for the kids, pay the phone bill, the heating bill, and everything else, could you survive on what they pay you? Heck no. If I didn't live with my parents, I would have to get food stamps like all the other adults who work at my McDonald's. Now, do they yeah, use real ice cream in the shakes? I've been thinking of switching to a chocolate shake instead of a root beer, and I haven't made a final decision yet, but I'm seriously hey, All right, good it. to know. Anyway, I'm sure all the humans now listening would like to wade into that, but hey, you can give, you know, just, just zip that, all right? Hold that thought. Right. Uh, we want to thank you, Sean, for being brave enough to appear on our show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. I don't understand. Okay, once again, here are the hollers. All through the halls I see you frozen in photos Those are the days I repeat Hoping that you stay close Nothing in your face would give it all away And I know so And everything I am from Every word you give And I know so And how am I supposed to follow you? And how am I supposed to follow you? sunburned and I stayed back but I did learn and always held it in but again you were gone do I say so what should I see if all you do is leave do I stay home how am I supposed to fall supposed to follow you and 
path you paved And I'll go anywhere you say But now But now But now I will run away This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. All right, uh, so what do you think now, Spud? Well, I think uh, I think what I really need to do right now is revisit. This is what I wanted to run. Hopefully they have this good to go. Are we good to go on this? All right. Let's roll uh, my conversation with Emmy-nominated actress, stand-up comedian Margaret Cho. Yeah. She is one cool woman. It, I bet it would take a lot of energy to keep up with her. I know. I'm guessing her husband has to like take a nap or something in the middle of the day because being married to a beautiful bisexual wife with a world-class mind would not be boring for sure. Uh-uh. Especially at like fondue parties. L- let's roll it. And Come she on, can cook. Let's do Margaret Cho. What's it called? I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll Google that one and we're done here. It's, okay. Oh, there's a special name. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, yes, yes. Well, Margaret, as a Korean woman raised in San Francisco, where I, I thought I read that your parents owned a bookstore, was your childhood like a sitcom or more like a highbrow NPR show? Um, my parents did own a bookstore in San Francisco in the 70s, and so um, it's where I grew up. I, I, I really love that, that world that I, I come from. What, was, the, was the childhood like a sitcom or more, was it a highbrow? What kind of bookstore was it, I guess I should ask? Well, it was, um, it was an independent bookseller. It was a real bookstore, but we mm-hmm. had a lot of gay books. Uh, for sure, um, and and you know a small level of gay porn too, which oh. is kind of amazing to oh. see that. Um, and my parents really tried to explain that to me, which um, you know they they wanted to uh, make sure that I was not um, kind of like looking at, at, at the wrong thing, but also making sure that I I was not scared of anybody. Right. <laughs> so they were trying to explain to me what gay sexuality was about, and and um, you know really trying to be very very sensitive about it too it's cool all right um chick google that too yeah um, gilbert gottfried you don't even need an attorney to work that one all right so another part of your legendary status has been your well-documented supposed frugality i mean some of your fellow comics have described you as the cheapest comic on the face of the earth any truth to this uh, no, not at all. I'm I'm very very generous, and okay. um, I'm not getting charged for this call, am I? No, no, it's it's on our dime. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, you don't actually go into fast food places and grab like a month's supply of free ketchup packs, do you? Uh, no. I grab two months. Okay, there you uh, go. One month, uh, it wouldn't be worth the trip. Well, okay, all right, super. Um. Hey, I'm not going to really ask you about the Aflac fiasco because I, I know you've been you're burned out with that question. But I was wondering, has it blown over by now? And uh, you know, any chance you're going to do another commercial for him? Uh, yeah, I'm sure any day now. Okay, all right, all right. I, I'm sure. Uh, in fact, I can't stay here talking to you much longer because I think they're desperately trying to call me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrot top. 
get it. Yeah, super. With me is my longtime co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter. Okay, you're currently appearing year-round at the Luxor Resort and Casino in Las Vegas and have been there for like eight years straight, performing like 300 shows a year at the Atrium Theater. Is that correct? Is this all, this all accurate? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's all correct. Super. Eight years. I got it right. Every effing night, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I should say that both Chick and I will be spending a few days at the Luxor next month to relax, maybe play some video poker, and also check out your show. I'm looking forward to it. So, Carrot uh, Top, um, the, the Luxor has like 4,500 rooms. You know, that's pretty cool. Do all of them have like HBO and Showtime free? I don't know. I'm sure there's a way to get it. You know, okay. I, I, right. I can sure swing it for you. Okay, super. Okay. Okay. Now, now, what audiences are talking about? Excuse me, Chick. Um, hey, does the Luxor have a pool? Is, is it heated? They have a they have a pool, absolutely. Uh, and you it's, you just heat it yourself. Okay, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful pool. Super. Um, is there a hotel coffee shop open late at night if I get hungry at the Luxor? I, I think so. Yeah, we can find this one. Okay, yeah. super. Right. Okay, spot, spot. I hope so. The Luxor's got everything you need. Okay, oh, cool. I'm one, that down. Stop, one stop shopping. I mean, you got you got a pool. Yeah. You got a pool. Yeah, you got a pool. You got your HBO and your Showtime. You got your coffee shop. You got your carrot top. What else do you need? Oh, oh God. Good point, okay. good well, I'm wondering if you've ever bombed before. I mean, how do you deal with uh, it? Hey, do they have mini bars in all the rooms or just some of them? Are they, most all of them have mini bars? So I can sneak I a think snack? Every, I think every room has a mini bar. Okay, yeah. super. All right, go back. If not, again, if not, we'll get you one. All right, super. I'm going to interrupt there. Go ahead. Oh, okay, well, that's okay. So I just, just, just need to know your role. Now, um, I was on, hey, do they have free shampoo and conditioner in the rooms every day? Because if we stay there like four no. or five days, we're yeah, going to have no, enough to last no. for six months. No? No. Oh, shoot. No. Right. Yeah, yeah, we'll get you. But no. Okay. All right, go mini ahead. Bar, mini bars, yeah, but I don't think we have. They don't really encourage bathing at the Luxor. Okay, gotcha. All right. Okay, well, how are you? Do you have a show tonight? I have, I have a show tonight. Yes, I do. Just, just one or two? Uh, just one. One's oh, enough. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I bet it is. Okay, I got one last yeah. question. I got one last question here. Do, do they have sections where there are no kids? Because I, I like to sleep in. It's tough with the little rugrats running up down the hallway screaming. You know what I mean? So... Boy, it's a good thing we spoke to Carrot Top over the phone and not in <laughs> oh. person this time. I really thought he was going to like well, pop you in the schnoz at the end of that interview. Well, look, all I did was ask him a few questions about the amenities at the Luxor Hotel. I mean, I could have gone online to get the scoop, but hey, he works there year-round, so who better to ask? But, but when you made the remark about Gallagher being a Renaissance man, well, that's sort of when things started to turn ugly. Well, what can I say? I, I love to see a watermelon explode. All right, uh, back to the celebrities. We're going to run a short clip from my interview with actor-comedian George Lopez. Okay, and Spud, I was surprised when yeah. you asked Jay about um, Jay well, Leno. George, well, about Jay I, yeah, I asked right, him about when it. When he's really honest about his yeah, feelings. Yeah, I asked him about it because I wanted to because I, I knew, you know, I, I do read the trades. And uh, I think this guy, after what he's been through, you know, he has a low tolerance for BS. I like him a lot. Roll, roll the clip. George Lopez. Well, you you uh, were. I mean, the, the thing. I guess the honesty factor is that you've you've expressed the fact that when people aren't supportive, maybe within the industry, I mean, you, you don't exactly uh, bite your tongue. And I, I mean, a lot of people just you know kiss ass and just and, and don't say anything. But you know, you you had your own show and you obviously chose to go another route. I heard, I'd heard Leno was a little pissed that you had called him out about that, but you know, I would expect also you had a lot of uh, uh, positive feedback from some, maybe some of your peers well you know i had no negative feedback listen jay leno is his own person if he's upset i wouldn't listen if somebody talked about me like that i'd be upset to be honest so uh you know i haven't received a call from him if he calls we'll talk if he doesn't we won't talk 
but uh, I, I don't. Uh, I haven't seen him in a long time. I think everybody knows what the relationship is. There's no, there's no uh, gray area about whether we like each other or not. He doesn't like me, and I don't like him. But that's okay. Right. I don't think you have to like everybody that right. you're in business with or that you know. Uh, and uh, it's refreshing, actually, to to say uh, that somebody is not your uh, particular flavor. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I don't like vanilla ice cream, but that doesn't keep me from going to Baskin Robbins. And, and you don't like me a lot of times. Yeah. You tell me. All right, uh, so let me listen. <laughs> so you're, you're talking. Steve-O. I should say over the course of the last year or so, I became terribly concerned that... Uh, that maybe I've um, slutted my way into uh, uh, an inability to be in a committed, healthy, faithful relationship. You too. Uh, but uh, but I I determined that I didn't want to uh, I didn't want to wind up lonely and miserable, fifty years old, falling apart, trying to hump everything that moves. You know I don't want to turn into Polly Shore. <laughs> yeah, he says he says it like it's bad. Um, he uh yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think, think I, I think, think you hit a nerve I wanna, here. I want to, yeah. So, so uh, you say it like it's bad. That's great. And so I started seeing the sex therapist guy mm-hmm. and to talk about how to change my ways. And so my so the therapist kind of suggested I go to sex addict rehab. And that was you know, even more hilarity. And you know, especially since uh, sexual sobriety begins with a period of. Total abstinence, you know, like right. like complete cel- complete celibacy. That's a story and, of my life. Uh, my, you know, my uh, my yeah. I mean, but I mean, no self service or anything. And uh, oh. and so my 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 my, oh. my experience with that has been more than more than a little bit hilarious. Richard Lewis. Yeah, you got me on that one. I was going to throw that out, but did you really meet Larry David sure. at summer camp when you were 13? Cause, I mean, worse, worse, worse than that. We were in the same hospital room. Did you, get, did you get tossed in the hole or something? Because you do what I terrorize the counselors. He tried to strangle me with my mother's, with the umbilical cord, this jerk, okay? Whoa. You, I, was, I was born early. I was a preemie. Yes. He was born three days later, so we were in the same hospital ward, and this little baby was screaming and complaining that his mother's milk wasn't good. I, I, you know, it was just, he was obnoxious when he was a year old. Now, what am I saying? A year, an hour. And then we went to a camp, and we were enemies. Never saw him again for 15 years. Really? And we became best friends. And then one day, I, you know, I'm, I'm a recovered addict for almost 20 years. He's not a drinker, or he, he wasn't a big drug guy ever. And uh, But uh, I, I recognized him after we became best friends uh, at around 24, performing in Manhattan. And uh, and then we retraced our childhood, and we realized that we had, we were enemies when we were 12 at a camp, at a, at a sports camp. And that was, we almost came to blows at the bar, but I mean, the truth is, what what's the chance that you become a best friend with somebody? Literally, we were inseparable, and we were great buds. And then we realized that we hated each other at some sports camp when we were 12. It was too good to be true. Spud? Our executive producer, Ms. Lori Madsen's on the phone, and uh, it's really? weird, but I, I guess she's already been talking for a few minutes as she thinks you were already on the line, so you better respond and say something. Well, whatever. Nod Put and, her on the air. No. I can handle this. Uh-huh. And I've always felt that way, okay? Do you understand? Mm. I cannot count how many times you've been instructed verbally and with a follow-up email regarding mm. this policy. Jesus, how f- 
stupid are you? Well, that, that's a tough one to accurately estimate, M- really. Ms. M- Madsen, Spud will try harder, I promise. So, how's your day going, besides what caused you to call in tonight? I, I don't have any more time to get into this, okay? Oh. I fully expect that this will be corrected and never happen again. This is our anniversary show, for God's okay, sake. Okay, okay. Everything's not about you, Spud. Yeah. Look, on our yeah, second anniversary special, if we ever make it that far, just make sure our celebrity guests are showcased in the proper manner. Look, I got I got to go now. I have a talent rep, a very big star holding. Just finish this show and no more f***ing screw-ups. Okay, okay. Wow. Well, they're telling me we need to wrap up this sort of gala one-year anniversary episode right now, so... I guess we start uh, year two next week. That's exactly what I was thinking. Next week is the first week of forever for this radio show. Um, as you know, I prefer not to look that far into the future. Of the rest you know, of my life. There's a decent chance I'm going to be seriously disappointed. I think what keeps me so prepare for it. positive is probably tending to my ant colony. It gives me a lot of joy. I just, uh, I'm never going to get your thing with that ant colony. As I said earlier, there are so many great shows on TV these days, and, and you'd rather raise ants? That I, is messed up, yo. I don't raise ants, but I'm part of their world. I try and not interfere with nature, but I'm there if I am needed. Okay then, okay then. So is there anything you want to say before to our listeners before we get out of this thing? Oh, wow, just how much I appreciate all the emails and messages on yeah, Facebook, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially the new ones from Texas. Yeah. They sent us over the last year. Isn't it nice to know some people actually like us unconditionally, like dogs? That's something I've craved since birth with my father. Okay, and, and look, real- I, we're not going to get into your father. Uh, you know you know the rule, end every show on an up note. Oh. So let's try and follow it. Right. Okay, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. Until we meet again, God bless and ciao. Once again, here are the hollers. just heard a reasonable facsimile of a radio program. If this was not a real radio program, you would have been instructed to go to another website in hopes of finding one. The Spud Goodman Radio Show represents the last line of defense in our ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. Get involved. Together we can make a difference. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. And associate producer is Aaron Shanfrau. Live music production and broadcasting engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com, and follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any other living being except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions, David Brenneman speaking.
Welcome to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. We will now perform an autopsy of tonight's episode. Here is your host, Ivy Quinn. Hello and welcome to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. I'm Ivy Quinn. And tonight we're extra posty because Spud was celebrating his anniversary and so he was covering some stuff and then we're going to cover some of the stuff he covered. So it's like the circle of life. Coverception. And I need a kick. We are going to welcome our awesome panel, Derek. Hey, hey. David. Had it. On one. Hi. An intern called Trent. And the indomitable Chick Hunter. I just didn't want to stand up. Hey, happy anniversary, man. Thank you. I feel pretty good about it. And I next year I'll actually have a ring. Uh, are you getting that for yourself or is that something that uh, Spud's going to get for you? I'll get my own. That'll be nice. Yeah, I don't know where I'll put it, though. Let's talk about that after the show because sometimes you have some outlandish ideas. Uh, we have the haulers sticking around and they are super cool and I can't wait to tell you all about them. But first, we're going to play some selected songs from the past year. First up, we have the legendary Tacoma band Girl Trouble Yow. and their tune, My Hometown. That's, that's Tacoma. And after that, we have Zeal with Black Mr. Rogers. Cause there ain't nothing for you here
<laughs> Whistling while I'm walking with my head to the sky Got a million reasons for it, but I won't tell you why They saying, silly, what you doing? I say I'm doing me Now tie some pillows to my feet, cause I'm chasing my dreams Mr. Roger Swagger with the den on my chin The vampire at your door, but you're letting me in ah, I'm coming for your brains and your wallet Even Webster's Dictionary has no clue what to call it So while you're walking, you can hide from the rain so while you're burning, while you're laying the shade Whistle to the world and now I'm flying away oh. Whistle while you're walking, you can hide from the rain Whistle while you're burning, while you're laying the shade Whistle, Whistle to the world and now I'm flying away yeah. They say it doesn't matter how much money you make It's not where you end up, it's the journey you take <laughs> Bullshit, the fuck if it ain't I spend $65 trying to fill up my tank But I ain't gonna let it stop me from my course I'll trade in my black Jeep for an all-black horse Fuck a pair of headlights, I'll just carry a torch And light a joint with that bitch while I'm next to your porch Ooh, this city needs an enemy Silly alcohol and weed, the holy trinity So Every second of my life is now infinity Sorry Jackie O, it's going down like the Kennedys Whistle while you're walking, you can hide from the rain Whistle while you're burning, while you're laying the shade Whistle to the world and now I'm flying away Whistle while you're walking, you can hide from the rain Whistle while you're burning, while you're laying the shade Whistle to the world and now I'm flying away Nothing cooler than just being yourself That's why I like to whistle Cause I feel that it helps To keep me being me In a world full of schemes And knock the fuck out these haters While I go for my dreams If you feel like I feel Then you can't go wrong So pour another one up And take a shot to this song And if you're down in Central Texas Homie, whip out the bomb Blow your smoke into the air And start to whistle along Whistle while you're walking You can hide from the rain Whistle while you're burning While you're laying the shade Whistle to the world and now I'm flying away uh. Whistle while you're walking, you can hide from the rain Whistle while you're burning, while you're lying in the shade Whistle to the world and now I'm flying away a proclamation at this point we have the haulers here and they are consummately Hello. talented they are absolutely adorable like i wasn't going to be a cougar but now i'm <laughs> reconsidering it and they are such pros they came as i understand it their drummer was abducted by aliens that's right and they came in they are champs they have performed awesomely and with such a plomb that I'm just blown away. You guys rock. Thank you Shucks. so much. Appreciate it. They didn't miss a beat. No, they they are they, are they didn't miss the beat. Total pros. Well. So let's get to know you a little bit better. All right, super. 
tell tell us about yourselves. You are I'm Trevor Boone. Um, I kind of put this band together with uh, the help of Frank Gross, Jordan Fuller, Andrew Ching is uh, the one that's with the Aliens right now. He'll come back. He'll be pro, but he'll be back. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. Uranus. He should be good. I'm, I think the drum stool is going to hurt for a while, but mm. a little probing never hurt anybody. Hey. Um, so <laughs> I'm 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 guessing I, I kind of figured out that he's kind of the smart and responsible one. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> okay, and so you're you're the front guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm the I'm like the hype guy too. Okay. <laughs> and then so what about you? He's Are like, you the uh, deep, thoughtful, mysterious, mysterious, mysterious one? Yeah. Yeah. Super. <laughs> well, we're really, gr- really glad that we have you here, and you guys are great. Um, do you have a song for us? Yeah. Let's do this one. Why try if it doesn't feel right? Maybe I was tongue-tied. Maybe I was eye-blind. And uptight But you know in hindsight Things were just alright Before I begin to speak And I get high And she drinks all the wine And I wonder if it's worth all this If we're trying to escape you're anxious Oh honey, I'm patient But you know when days are long Oh, life's a little short But now you want me But you had me then Kick and scream Beg and plead again And you're dressed up Oh honey, I'm messed up But you know it goes so well When I hardly feel a thing And it starts strong And passion don't last long When I need a little fix You're my little hit Now you want me But you had me then Kick and scream Beg and plead Again I am old and I have grown Wasting time on pretty birds gets Oh, oh. Thank you guys so much. Thank you endlessly. This is the Sped Goodman Post Show Report. You guys are so legitimately talented Thank you, and dear. really good. 
Um, I predict a lot of success for you. Thank um, you so much. I look forward to seeing you on notebooks and folders and in girls' lockers <laughs> uh, just immediately. Uh, and sometimes uh, even their pictures. <laughs> yes, that too. So thank you very much for sticking around, thank especially you so much. through your trials and tribulations. <laughs> Are we going to assume the drummer's the weird one after the alien abduction? He, he's an amazing guy. He's, uh, he's just, um, I mean, aliens, what are you going to do? You know? He may come back a little different, but you guys need to support him through we'll, this. We'll still love him. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Take care. Yeah, thank you, guys. Derek. Ivy. Do you have a clip? I do. Our first clip comes from the Carrot Top interview. And you know what? Ah. But I'm not quite sure what to make of this. Like, Spud said it was an interview, but I think he was using Carrot Top more as a trip advisor for his vacation to Vegas. Let's roll that clip. Yeah, super. With me is my longtime co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter. Okay, you're currently appearing year-round at the Luxor Resort and Casino in Las Vegas and have been there for like eight years straight, performing like 300 shows a year at the Atrium Theater. Is that correct? Is this all, this all accurate? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's all correct. Super. Eight years. I got it right. Every effing night, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I should say that both Chick and I will be spending a few days at the Luxor next month to relax, maybe play some video poker, and also check out your show. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, cool. Carrot Top, um, the, the Luxor has like 4,500 rooms. You know, that's pretty cool. Do all of them have like HBO and Showtime free? I don't know. I'm sure there's a way to get it. You know, okay. I, I, right. I can sure swing it for you. Okay, super. Okay. Now, now, what audiences are Excuse, me, excuse me, Chick. Um, hey, does the Luxor have a pool? Is, is it heated? They have a they have a pool, absolutely. Uh, and you it's, you just heat it yourself. Okay, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful pool. Super. Um, is there a hotel coffee shop open late at night if I get hungry at the Luxor? I, I think so. Yeah, we can find this one. Okay, yeah. super. Right. Okay, spot, spot. I hope so. The Luxor's got everything you need. Okay, cool. Spot, I'm writing that one down. Stop, one stop shopping. I mean, you got you got a pool. Yeah. You got a pool. Yeah, you got a pool. You got your HBO and your Showtime. You got your coffee shop. You got your carrot top. What else do you need? Oh, oh God. Good point. Okay, good point. Well, I'm wondering if you've ever bombed before. I mean, how do you deal with uh, it? Hey, do they have mini bars in all the rooms or just some of them? Are they, most all of them have mini bars? So I can sneak I a think snack? Every, I think every... I think every room has a mini bar. Okay, yeah. super. All right, go back. If not, again, if not, we'll get you one. All right, super. I didn't interrupt there. Go ahead. Oh, okay, well, that's okay. So I just, just, just need to know your role. Now, um, I was on, hey, do they have free shampoo and conditioner in the rooms every day? Because if we stay there like four no. or five days, we're yeah, going to have no. enough to last no. for six months. No? No. Oh, shoot. No. Right. Yeah, yeah, we'll get you the bit. No. Okay. All right, go mini ahead. Bar, mini bars, yeah, but I don't think we have. They don't really encourage bathing at the Luxor. Okay, gotcha. All right. Okay, well, how are you, do you have a show tonight? I have, I have a show tonight. Yes, I do. Just just one or two? Uh, just one. One's oh, enough. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I bet it is. Okay, I got one last yeah. question. I got one last question here. Do, do they have sections where there are no kids? Because I, I like to sleep in. It's tough with the little rugrats running up down the hallway screaming. You know what I mean? So, Well, I'm sold. I'm staying I, at the Luxor. I'm certainly planning a trip to the Luxor. Carrot Top was an excellent spokesperson for the people he works for. And I hear he does some kind of comedy act, too. Oh, is that true? He gets yeah. paid for something. Oh, I thought he was the concierge. He had a lot of information. He knew, he knew exactly what was in the, the mini bar, too. Well, and since you didn't get your question asking, uh, answered, I'm going to turn it around on you. Mm-hmm. Chick, have you ever bombed? I, I did once, but, you know, I got caught and sent home. Oh, dear. I had never heard that interview before. That was pretty funny. You know, you and your funny cigarettes may make you forget things sometimes. Yeah, it, 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 so it was on okay. in the first hour, but I don't think he was paying attention. I'm glad we can reintroduce the material to you, and and it's it's like new for you. I just i i had a i had a new new game on my phone that I was playing in the first hour, Dave. 
I can see how that might have been compelling. And it probably wasn't even a new game. You know what I'm saying? Was it was it Candy Kush? Well, right. It was a it was a new game of Candy Space Kush. Invaders or. Okay, so we're going to go back to the music, and we will start with Frank Turner and the Sleeping Souls with I Still Believe, and then following that, we have Spud Goodman show veterans, the King Eagles, Gentleman Blues. Romans, countrymen, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, punks and skins and journeymen, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, my sisters and my brethren, the time is coming near. was rock and roll
The Spud Goodman Post Show Report with Ivy Quinn will return in just a moment. any other clips for us uh ivy you know i've just been dying to tell you that i absolutely do oh do tell all right so our next one is comes from the george lopez interview mm. and in spud's interview with george we learn a valuable lesson that you just can't get along with everyone that you meet uh george talks a bit about how he and lena won't necessarily be showing up at each other's christmas parties anytime soon you uh were i mean the, the thing i guess the honesty factor is that you've you've expressed the fact that when people aren't supportive maybe within the industry i mean you, you don't exactly uh bite your tongue and i i mean a lot of people just you know kiss ass and just and and don't say anything but you know you you had your own show and you obviously chose to go another route i heard i heard lena was a little pissed that you had called him out about that but you know i would expect also you had a lot of uh, uh positive feedback from some, maybe some of your peers well, you know, I had no negative feedback. Listen, Jay Leno is his own person. If he's upset, I wouldn't. Listen, if somebody talked about me like that, I'd be upset, to be honest. So, uh, you know, I haven't received a call from him. If he calls, we'll talk. If he doesn't, we won't talk. But uh, I, I don't, uh, I haven't seen him in a long time. I think everybody knows what the relationship is. There's no, there's no uh, gray area about whether we like each other or not. He doesn't like me, and I don't like him. I think that's okay. Right. I don't think you have to like everybody that right. you're in business with or that you know. Uh, and uh, it's refreshing, actually, to to say uh, that somebody is not your uh, particular flavor. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I don't like vanilla ice cream, but that doesn't keep me from going to Baskin Robbins. And, and you don't like me a lot of times. Yeah. You tell me. All right, uh, so let me listen. <laughs> so your, your talk show. Funny thing. I won't be going to either of their Christmas parties either, but that has a little bit more to do with some restraining orders. So, I had RSVP. No, I had some other things going on. Well, that was transportation. I couldn't get there in time. They I wasn't invited. They don't have enough medibles there for Who me. Who said that? Interns are not invited anywhere. That's written in the bylaws. Hey, speaking of uh, people not being your flavors, what flavor would an intern be? I'd say black licorice. Ew. Black licorice with bubble gum in it. Tar. Send help. I'm. I'm a Bud here. Light. Ugh. I, I. I think the rhythm guitar player is more of her flavor from the last band that was here. <laughs> he was kind of yummy. <laughs> Those young guys. All right, hey. super. So um, we're gonna go back to some more music to start it off. We have a band that Spud's mother, Safola, actually manages, Cody Foster Army. I should state that Spud would be playing them anyway, even if his mom didn't own 20% of the band. After that, we have a band that will be playing the Music and Art event in Wright Park on August 16th and have also appeared on the Spud Goodman Show in the last year, Trees and Timber. So close, so close. 
you're keeping score at home, that was Trees and Timber with Amazing People. That was nice of them to write a song about us. You yes, it hold was. that thought in your heart on one. You hold that thought in your heart. I do. Lock it away. Yeah. And now, Derek, you have an extra special clip for me. It's, it's one of my favorite representational personalities. I know. I was really excited to tell you about this clip. Uh, this clip comes from the uh, interview with Jim McDermott. And in this clip, uh, you know, Spud wants to clear up, like most people did, uh, some things about the supposed death panels. Okay, well, hey, my mom and Cody Foster, who, who are in the studio with me right now, wanted me to ask you a question about the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare, as some call it. You know, they wanted to know if the death panels already have their names on a list right now. Who the heck is in charge of these death panels, Congressman? I mean, whoever, they must have a lot of power. <clears throat> well, your mother, unfortunately, has been subjected to one of the most uh, intense propaganda campaigns against the president's plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are no death panels. There never were any death panels. I told what her that. What we put in was some money into the bill when we passed it yes. so that your doctor could could be paid for the time he spent talking with people about what, they, what their final wishes are. Now, all of us know we're going to die someday. As Woody Allen said, nobody gets out of this alive. Really? It's it's really nice to have congressmen that you know understand things and can explain things to other people. It it would just be nice if other people listened. Well, I don't even them. think it's a case of listening. I think it's of I have an agenda and I'm going to make stuff up and just spew it in hopes that it'll stick. Okay, wait a minute. He said we're all going to die. Oh boy. Wow. I'm um, going to let you handle that one, Ivy. Chick. Do you remember when I took you to see The Lion King? Yeah. Do you remember when they held little baby Simba up? That was cool. It was beautiful. Uh-huh. Someday little baby Simba's going to be a big Simba, remember, in the movie? Right, yeah. And then he met Nala and they fell in love. Yeah. And do you remember when Nala and Simba had their own little baby? Mm-hmm. And they held him up and it was beautiful? What's your point? Simba's going to get old. Someday he'll be Grandpa Simba. And then he might pass away. That's that's the way it works, check. It has to. As of right Super. now with our current technology, that's what we call the circle of life. I want to pull a Walt Disney. You could become another religion and believe in reincarnation though. Super? Well, you could come back as something awesome. Super. That would be a pleasant change. I think you have definitely suffered enough in this life. Thank you. Super. So good work. I want to come back as a plant. Guess which one? Someday, hopefully. Well, I don't want to smoke you because I wish you a long life. But maybe someday one of my progeny will smoke you and it will be a beautiful. And I'll give them a great trip. That would be amazing. I want them to have visions of you. Kind of like the green fairy from Absinthe, only you. Who's this big bearded guy dancing around in my head? Exactly. Okay, we're going to have some music again, and we're going to lead off with a band from Lubbock, Texas, The Beaumonts, and their song, I Like Drinkin'. Can we get a, a share if anybody else does? I know I do. Mm. Me. Here, here. Yeah. I'm not allowed to. Yeah. Not super. Following that, we have The Heels with their anthem, The Heels Theme. Brown and my cowboy clothes. I like getting high. I like snorting cocaine. 
straight up my nose. I like getting high. I like drinking till I'm blackout drunk. I like getting high. I like shop for drugs in my pickup truck. I like getting high.
Report. Once again, here's your host, Ivy Quinn. Here's an interesting factoid. In addition to liking drinking, and someone may have mentioned liking getting high, we took a little survey, and out of our six-person panel, there are two people that really enjoy wearing heels, and I'm not one of them. Huh. Fancy that. I, I don't know that I'm at liberty to divulge that Moving, Moving right along, moving right along. But use your imagination. Do you have another clip for us? I do. Uh, so, Ivy, in our final uh, clip for the day, hold up a second. Who gave the intern the good microphone? Oh, for crying you out loud. You guys, I, I thought we talked about this at the last staff meeting. The interns do not get the good microphones. I don't oh. authorize anything. I am a puppet. You know that, the Derek. Fi- the Sure 55 is the microphone of Elvis and Buddy Holly. And the intern. So did he? Yeah, one of these things does not belong. It's. I, I'm sorry, Derek. It's, and it's a travesty. I'll, I'll try I'm, to get down to the bottom of it, but okay. you know I'm not allowed to make any decisions or anything. I know. Listen. It was on one. Okay, let's let's do our best to get through this clip. And so, in our final uh, clip of the day, we have the a clip from the Margaret Cho interview. She's really oh, cool okay. to talk to. She's an awesome comedian, and she was also just in the Weird Al video. Really? Yeah, the uh, I'm Happy parody. I'm, I'm going to go watch that. Yes, it's funny. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. So in this interview, uh, she talks about how she learned about gay sexuality at her parents' place of business. Wow. What's it called? I don't, I don't know. I'll Google that when we're done here. Okay. It's, oh, there's a special name. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Weird. Yes. Yes. Well, Margaret, as a Korean woman raised in San Francisco, where I, I thought I read that your parents owned a bookstore, was your childhood like a sitcom or more like a highbrow NPR show? Um, my parents did own a bookstore in San Francisco in the 70s, and so um, it's where I grew up. I, I, I really love that, that world that I, I come from. What, was, the, was the childhood like a sitcom or more, was it a highbrow? What kind of bookstore was it? I guess I should ask. Well, it was um, it was an independent bookseller. It was a real bookstore, but we mm-hmm. had a lot of gay books, uh, for sure. Um, and, and, you know, a small level of gay porn, too, which oh. is kind of amazing to oh. see that. Um, and my parents really tried to explain that to me, which, um, you know, they, they wanted to uh, make sure that I was not um, kind of like looking at, at the wrong thing, but also making sure that I, I was not scared of anybody. Right. <laughs> so they were trying to explain to me what gay sexuality was about and, and um, you know, really trying to be very, very sensitive about it, too. It's cool. All right. Um, check Google that, too. Yeah. Um, Her parents sound fantastic. Yeah. They, I mean, they sound like very San Francisco-y parents. But, yeah, but the whole all, world should be like that. All teachable moments all the time. Everybody can yep. make their own decisions. Now, all my parents had was the Encyclopedia Britannica. Did you look up like naughty things in there? Uh, there's not much naughty in the Encyclopedia Britannica. You know, the British stiff upper lip and... I bet you Oh, had, I know what that is. You had <laughs> National Geographic, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, but they, they cut out all the good pictures. Really? I actually yeah, had a friend who subscribed to Popular Photography, and his mom cut out all the nudie shots. I've been wanting to go to Tahiti since I was four. Did your dad ever have the talk with you, Chick? No, my mom did. How did that go? I don't know. I didn't hear most. She just said, "Girl, I like the test," and it's over. I, I, I don't know what she me. said. It wasn't fun. Do you, Do you need like more explicit instructions? It would be nice to have a little bit of direction i tell you what since tonight's your special anniversary Mm -hmm. either we can talk about dead people in the circle of life or i will teach you about reproduction 
Decisions, decisions. Uh, Pick dead people. I, I, I know. I'm leaning toward I'm dead people. I'm seeing a dead a person right now, Trent. Okay. I'm sorry, ma'am. Dead people are cooler. Okay. We They're will definitely go. cooler. You do want to keep those two areas of um, inquiry separate in future, however. Why do they call dead people stiffs? I see what you did there. I didn't keep them separate. <laughs> but we want chick, impressionable, fresh-faced chick. To keep them very separate. Well, whenever got it, got see, it. See, when Dave he's, talks, he turns my mic down, my my headphones down. So he's easily he confused. Help me out here. Yeah, I've worked with him for thirty some years. I guess I should have picked that up by now. But okay, so we'll talk about dead people. Okay. So you can put your pants back on, Derek. Thank okay. you, though. Well, yeah. To, yeah. Hey, I'm know, glad I'm, to see how prepared you are. You were ready to go. Not yeah. many volunteer to be the visual aid. Well, and that was commitment. That wasn't half-assed. Although I still don't know. Okay, if something's half Well, it half was half-assed. My pants were only halfway down, so I guess it kind of was. But is half-assed, if half-assed is the bad standard, do you want whole-ass or no-ass? Oh, you want, you want all-ass. You want all-ass? All-ass. Full-ass. I think maybe sometimes you don't want any-ass, but it, I guess is, we can discuss that later, this, too. Is this the reproduction speech that you're given to... I think we're crossing over. We better keep those lines drawn. So let's return to the music. We have Gavin Gus and his song come over then we have the rubber city devils with i want to pierce my brain the problem comes when i'm in need of sister souls and gravity i search the sun for one to love and pray Stay enough 
again. Here's your host, Ivy Quinn. No, it's not true. No, that is not true. Okay. I, I, no. You need to calm down. But you, you, you say this stuff and it's like, it can't be true. I mean, that's not what I've been told before. Now listen to me, mister. Mm. You wanted to start the talk about dead people. That is not super. During mm. the music. And I told you, you needed to come back with a positive attitude. We're well, on the air. But it's not true. This it is, can't be true. This is our happy anniversary episode. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry we had to get to the part about the decay and the worms uh, and all of that. But it, it's just a fact. It's science. Okay. I just want a, a happy field with flowers. We can bury you in a happy uh, field. No, no, do you, no. Do you want us to burn you? No. You can be cremated. Well, I thought you were going to make this better. What if we cremate you and we shoot your ashes into space? space? It'll be like a future Viking burial. We'll tie him to a rocket ship, set him on fire, and launch the rocket ship into space. That would be like a Viking funeral. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. That would Actually, be if you, okay. if you tie him to the back of the rocket, the, the exhaust would ignite him. As oh, man, look at And that's why we need technicians. Yeah. 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 But what I get my, into my, space? My, my, my uncle used to work for NASA, so I learned things like that. But I want to make sure I'm getting into space and not like frying up on You'd the You'd be like the first pad. skeleton in orbit, yeah. Uh-huh. And right. we'll play whatever song you like to like launch you. Okay. I want to be sedated. We can do that before. Well, you're going to be dead. So do you still want to be sedated? That's what's going to make it be okay. Okay. So yeah, of course I want to be sedated. And but- I don't want to be fried on the launching pad. I want to be in space. So are you trying to die in space before we launch you? Super. Oh, I don't know how this works. Maybe maybe it'll be time to move into, you know what'll cheer you up? Simba, right? Um, Super. How about we do the reproduction talk after the show? Okay. Now there's some icky yeah. parts that might make you a little squeamish. Everything's icky. But, but I think you'll find out it's actually pretty awesome. All right. In the end. I have some Karen to keep you calm too, so you'll be okay. Super. Did you hear something? So we're going to leave you tonight with a tune from Tenacious D, Rock is Dead. Thank you to the panel, Derek, David. You're welcome. On one. It has been a true pleasure to participate in tonight's broadcast. This whole year. Trent, the intern. Hi, everybody. And of course, Chick and your host, Ivy Quinn, who's here trying to keep everybody happy. Smiles, Chick. As long as we have the talk. It'll be okay. We'll have the talk. You know that thing you like doing by yourself so much? Mm-hmm. Super. Imagine it with another person. No. It, it makes it better. I promise. Oh. I promise. It'll be really, really awesome. Oh. And so we're going to have uh, Tenacious D. Rock is dead. Thank you very much. Thank you to the haulers. They will be producing a full-length LP hopefully this September. And good night. Rock is dead, rock is dead, rock is dead, rock is dead. Talk to my friend, that's what he said. He's rock still around, no rock is dead, it's all over. Rock and roll is dead. Bottle of Jack, Mercury Fred, Muscle Car, Grateful Dead. Lord of the Rings, Zeppelin the Lead. Devil Tattoo, Rock and Fred, it's all over. Rock and roll is dead. Take it Billy, you're late.
a baby in a rock and roll Rock and Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Audio engineer, On One, at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Joseph Haley, Digital Operations, and Nevin Smith, in-studio production. The music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Super. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Thank you.